The Big 12 has signed a new massive TV contract, but what does that mean for me, you, and the Bears? This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, um, the day that postseeds, secedes Halloween. I'm Drake Toll. That's Robbie Triano. Full transparency. We are recording this show on Halloween. Uh, we're going to guess each other's costumes. Robbie, what do you think I am today? Um, are you a Texas Tech fan? Are you a Texas fan? Like, I, I know they love you a lot, so are you a Texas Tech fan? I feel literally, like you love loving. Literally wearing my costume right now, and you don't like... Uh, what is that? You are... You're... Uh... You're Mac Brown? Are you Mac Brown? Ah, I'm Michael Jordan. Oh, so close. <laughs> I am Michael Jordan today. Yeah, oh. yep, yep. For those that are listening and not watching, I am the most PC Michael Jordan that has probably ever existed. So don't get any ideas in your head. Um, I am very kind, friendly UNC Michael Jordan. Robbie, are you a bratwurst? Yes, I'm a brat. Uh, what am I? No, I think I'm a hot dog. Not oh, wow. Sure. wow. I think I'm a hot dog. The difference only between... mustard on it, which is very accurate in how a hot dog should be. Mustard only. I'm no seeing ketchup. some relish on the sides, though, unless that's just like a burnt bun. Um, yeah, that is. This is relish. I could go with or without relish, uh, but when it comes to the the liquid on it, it should just be mustard. If you put ketchup on it, I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not fucking freaking with you. Mm. Well, I. That's great. I relish you. You pulled a little Lee Corso there. I relish you being on the show today. Uh, for those that have ever listened to Sirius XM Big 12, you probably heard of Fozzie Whitaker. You probably heard of the maybe more attractive and talented Robbie Triano, who's on the show today. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated's right. Inside the Bears. I'm dressed as a guy who gets a paycheck from Sports Illustrated once a month. So that's what I went as Halloween for yesterday. Robbie, nice. the Big 12 signed a massive TV deal. Um, Massive. I don't even know what massive means, man. I just see like millions of dollars and think that's more than I have. So maybe it's not massive comparatively. But does this mean that I make more money? Do you make more money? Why? Everyone seems to care about this. Why should I care about this? Well, the money won't, in fact, go in your pockets. I, I can tell you that, which is why when OU fans are like, we got money. It's like, OK, well, you, you don't get that. But what you do get is a program that will have more resources, and that is what this all means. Because when we look at the money that the Big 12 is now getting in this deal, that helps That helps Baylor. That helps Iowa State. That helps all of these programs keep up with the Joneses and be able to support and make good football product for you to watch at home. So it's like, why should I care about these media deals? They help you out. And also... It's a way it's very strange, but it's kind of a measuring contest of like how good your conference really is when it comes to entertainment. Hmm. This is an entertainment thing. As much as we want to say amateurism, this is entertainment. You go on Saturdays and you watch this to be entertained. So that is what it is. And for this to happen for the Big 12, it's huge. You lose OU in Texas. You thought you were going to be a bottom of the barrel. Hey, maybe not even a conference anymore. And now Brett Yormark goes to the people at ESPN and Fox and he says, do you see this product every Saturday? Like, do you see it? Like we just watched TCU West Virginia, TCU West Virginia. That was a seven and a half point spread. TCU best team in the big 12 West Virginia, 
going to fire their head coach. The fact that that game is that close and there is so much parity within this league, he is selling to these people saying, do you watch this? They may not be the biggest brand. Baylor's not the biggest brand. Baylor's not Alabama. Baylor's not Michigan. Baylor's not Ohio State. But Baylor's a damn good football program, and that's what we are selling here. So this is just a, a, an establishment that the Big 12 moving forward is in really good hands and that the Big 12 football you watch every Saturday is being rewarded by people with a lot of money. And that is awesome if you're a fan here, and it's going to be awesome moving forward. Robbie. Rob Dog, if I may even, on this day where you've donned such a costume. I love the idea. The Big 12 has parity, but it's but it's good parity. And what I mean by that is the Pac-12 has parity, of course. They just all suck. It's not a good product. The, the idea of them getting a big TV deal or even a TV deal like this is so unfathomable to me because... Yes, they can beat up on one another and their best team could have a 10-point spread against their worst team, but it's just not very good football. No one shows up to the games, no one watches it on TV, and they don't win bowl games because they're worse than other teams in the nation. Most of the time, they don't win bowl games. They're like the ones that their players don't sit out because they have nothing else to play for. Um, and that that it, it's insane to me. The life of the Big 12 is the death of the Pac-12. I've been saying that for a year and a half now. And I think that comes to fruition with a deal that's, what, 300 plus, 380 a year. Uh, let's say, Robbie, that is a 73% increase on the deal that the Big 12's coming out of. How did Brett, your, like, 73% increase? Were, did you expect, because you watch this more than I do, you're a Big 12 guy. Did you expect it to be, like, this astronomical of a $2 billion deal? Yes and no. I never thought that it would get to the point of when OU in Texas leaves, we all thought it was going to be done. But then you add in these new schools and you get a new commissioner. And now it feels like not only are you in a stable spot, but this football season just proved what the league can be without them. And it also like is awesome, not awesome, but like it helps that OU in Texas were not a major team this year. When you see stories out of the Big 12, you see TCU, you see Kansas. You're seeing what's happening right now at Texas Tech, even though they lost. Like, Joey McGuire's in year one, and he's doing this thing right now. You're seeing Kansas State right now being a Big 12 title contender. You're not seeing OU in Texas. Hmm. Like, that is what is special, and what is awesome for this is that they stayed with ESPN and Fox. You could say, well, we should have just took an Amazon or an Apple and just got, if let's say they threw about 40 million per school. Right now it's about 31, 32 million per school. If they threw about a bunch of cash, that is not what Brett Yormark wants because he wants to grow the Big 12. You look at the TV markets that are in the Big 12, they are not big. They are not the Alabamas. No. They're not the Birmingham markets. He wants to grow this thing, and Fox and ESPN have that eyeballs and the, and the accessibility that those things, the streaming platforms, don't exactly have yet. Like, do you have an, do you have the ESPN app? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Do you have the Fox Sports app? I mean, some weeks when I need it to watch the ball game. So this is going to a streaming platform. And yes, you want Amazon and them like to for money, like they can do streaming. But if you can have TVs in every house, everyone has the ESPN or Fox Sports app already on their phone. It's not like people are like have the prime video app of your phone. It's not like you're watching prime stuff on your phone unless you're watching Thursday night football 
Like the fact that they had this, people are going to, it's more accessible for people to watch this. And now with this amazing product, they are selling something that, you know, you can watch Big 12 football from seven, from 11 Central to whenever BYU ends their game. So you can be watching Big 12 football all day for the gambling, which is now going to be coming. You can now gamble on Big 12 football all day. So this is huge with ESPN and Fox because it has more eyeballs and the product that they are selling is really competitive football you can watch from, from the beginning of the day to the end. It's a beautiful model right now, and we see why the Big Ten got USC and UCLA mm -hmm. because they want that late-night viewership. You can dominate like Baylor and BYU did earlier in the season, like yeah. 2 million for like a really late-night, early-season game. Like That's just going to be the trend. What's happening in the Big 12 is awesome, and the fact is this deal, I think by the next time it comes out, will just be even larger. Is this what is squarely going to put the Big 12 as a part of the power three that seems to be forming or at least near par with the SEC Big 10, even at least closer? I, I would say no, because when it comes to money, no. And as long as the college football playoff is at for it will expand basically when this deal starts. So that is good. I don't think the level of football here is that great. And they obviously are going to be making just much more money. But what this deal is like, I don't think we should be comparing Big Ten and SEC because I think they're living in a completely different world. I think that the Big 12 can be like its own like kind of league. Honestly, it sounds really strange to say. I don't know like how to do it. But if you, you can just watch Big 12 football, you know, there's like the NFL and the XFL. The NFL really is the Big Ten and the SEC. If you want to see the most talent, if you want to see these name brand things, go there. If you want to see really competitive, awesome, fun football, come to the Big 12 XFL. And they can they can do that all day long. So I don't think it's fair to compare those two. And really, when OU and Texas leave, like I don't know if there's a program that I could say, you know what, you're going to be a yeah. national title championship like contender every year. I don't think that's a thing. Also, with the parity of the league. But what this league is setting up is to be its own unique thing in college football. You have the money. You have the greed up there. Come to the Big 12. Really, really, really fun. And we're not exactly driven by money. But I'm sure if they wanted to make a lot of money, they would. Um, so I just like where the direction of this league is going. It's it's Brett Yormark has not made a fail yet as the new commissioner. Yeah, I I don't think TCU is going to win a national championship in football in my lifetime, or or Texas Tech, or Oklahoma State, or Baylor, or any of these Big Twelve teams. And I, I like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You've seen kind of the peak of a lot of these programs over the course of the last fifteen years or so, where they've excelled. You've seen Texas Tech in the top ten. Almost every every Big Twelve team, pretty much in the last fifteen years, has ventured into the top ten. Some of them at number one, Kansas State. I'll give you where Baylor beat them, and that like that's probably the peak of the conference. And I, I'm, I'm good with that. It's good. 12 team yeah. playoff. Big 12 gets bounced in the first two rounds. I'm still good with that. Big 10 yeah, and SEC have your national titles. I'm going to have my fun. Yeah. And if you look at what the college football playoff will be, there will be an automatic qualifier for the top, the top six conferences mm -hmm. or ranked teams. They will have an automatic qualifier. So if you think this league of parity right now that we are heading towards the end of this season, and there are a lot of contenders still for the Big 12 title. I think it's a two-team race right now. But if you go in other seasons with BYU, Houston, UCF, and Cincinnati in this thing, like think of the ratings and how this league will be in November 
when you are fighting for a chance to be in the college football playoff, not yeah. just like, oh, maybe they'll let us in. It's like, no, if you win the championship, you are in. And for this league of parity, like people are going to want to see those stories. We are seeing how these companies or ESPN or people are investing in stories by watching Kansas. They're investing in yeah. these stories by watching TCU. Like this isn't just like, like they're, they're rating well. And they're rating on a channel like Fox Sports 1 that, like, does not get a lot of viewership. There's a reason that – so I'm just really excited for, like, when the playoffs turn. Like, the Big 12 race, I think, will be the most interesting because you will know what is going to happen in the Big 10. It's either Michigan, Ohio State, or some other school. If you go to the SEC, oh, cool, Georgia, Alabama, maybe a Tennessee, maybe one of those schools. But really, it's just like that. Big 12, you can be like beginning of the year, there could be eight different teams. And that is yeah. like, I think, where they can cash in. There still are like six right now that are six different programs, six different locked on shows today that opened with our team still has a shot at the Big 12 championship. And that's just yeah. not the way the SEC goes. Robbie, um, I am well past due by tell of telling our great friends at home about Nissan. But I do want to get into your thoughts about the Baylor Texas Tech game because I, I frankly was shocked that Baylor won the way they did. Uh, and a little surprise that Baylor won in general. But I think one of the reasons they won, trust me, Robbie's not going anywhere. He's sticking around for a little bit, uh, is the Nissan thrilling moment of the week for Baylor football. Had I asked all of you last week, this literally this time last week, said, who is A.J. McCarty? Most of you would have said, is, wasn't he that drummer? He was with Led Zeppelin for a little bit, and then like you 2 picked him up for a tour, but I think they dropped him. Was that the guy? And no, that's Phil McCarty. Nice try. A.J. McCarty is a defensive back for the Baylor Bears, who, when Shuck was put in the game for Texas Tech, immediately picked off his first pass and took it for six. Hey, touchdown pass for Shuck. It was very nice. Welcome back from injury. Uh, that was the Nissan throwing moment of the game for me. It buried Texas Tech, like not even just someone tweeted. It was great. At literally halftime. was like this game will set the program back years, which seems dramatic as a Texas Tech fan. Uh, but then after that Shuck interception, I thought, no, maybe. Maybe there's a chance. A.J. McCarty got a pick six. Uh, these thrilling moments brought to you by Nissan. Inspired by the new thrilling designs, pursue your thrills with the new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder. Available at NissanUSA.com. Robbie Triano of Sirius so XM Big 12 Radio. So Rob Dog, the hot dog. Uh, had you ever heard of A.J. McCarty? Because let me tell you what. When that kid picked the ball off, I thought, where did they get this guy? No, I didn't. And Baylor is such a confusing team, like really Thanks, confusing yes. uh, because I think we all came in the year thinking they're going to be a lot better and then they weren't. And then I've just come to realize they're really, really young at a lot of different places. Yeah. And you replace a lot of amazing talent. Like Alabama can replace a lot of NFL talent just because that's behind the weeds. Yes. Baylor, I don't think can, can, can do that yet. But now this performance in a Texas Tech team, like I thought Texas Tech was going to win. Like I'm just going to be perfectly honest. I like they had momentum. And, like, they're a feisty team. And I thought Baron Morton looked phenomenal in a lot of performances. Baylor Baylor just, like, made him look like like garbage. Like, made him look like the freshman, redshirt freshman that he is. 11 for 34 is terrible. And the fact That's that now good. they're, like, all right, throwing a new quarterback. All right, they're like Pokemon. Pokemon. It's like, all right, Tyler Shuck, I choose you. And they throw him out. And then he just gets immediately blasted by, like, Thunderbolt. And they're like, oh, shoot. Okay. And they go back. They're like, all right, Donovan Smith. I choose you. And then he gets blasted by whatever other, you know, Pokemon thing there is. Baylor punked Texas Tech. And for a rivalry game, 
that was embarrassing for them. But also now I'm like, okay, what do I do with Baylor? Like, do I say they're a big 12 title threat now? But like, what do I do with them? Like, I know that they show really good glimpses right now. It's they're very confusing to me. I loved this probably like three weeks ago. It was your big 12, your big 12 uh, power rankings. And they were literally just the standings in the big 12. (laughs) Um, And which has developed. Certainly. And now it's, it's, I love the tiers too, where it's like legitimate title contender and then fun teams. And then there's just like the West Virginia's at the bottom. Um, they like what Baylor to me is in that weird void, not tier two, not tier three, just the, the void. And it's Baylor because some weeks, Robbie Baylor's the number one team in the big 12. Like last week you get that performance from your secondary and you hold the ball 40 minutes on the road at night against Texas tech. Baylor's unstoppable. And then other weeks, Baylor at West Virginia, the defense is like, ah, that was a long flight. I'm good. If you guys are good, I'm going to just take that. I'm going to sit this one out. Uh, And now you get Oklahoma this week, which what are they doing over there? They seem to be kind of good now. They've kind of done the same thing a little bit. Eh, Oklahoma. I, I mean, like they have Dylan Gabriel. Their offense looks a lot better, but they just played the worst team in the Big 12, which is Iowa State, which has Hunter Deckers throwing the ball 57 oh, yeah. times. I do and, forget uh, that Iowa State exists. So maybe West Virginia is not the worst. Those guys did beat us. Yeah, so I Iowa State is the worst, but West Virginia is like right there. But to mm-hmm. before I, I want to glow, I want to say a lot of things about this one player who I've just loved. But looking at Baylor's rest of the season, you have Oklahoma, and then you have, in my opinion, right now, the three best teams in the Big 12 back-to-back-to-back. Two closer season. Yes. Two of them are home, which is good. Home Kansas State, home TCU, Uh at Texas. Can I say this is a Big 12 title team? No. Statistically, if they win out, yes. But Mm -hmm. I just don't think that's realistic right now, and I think you guys will be a bowl team. I think you will win one of those games. If you want to celebrate bowl, sure. But this is a young team, a young Baylor team. And I think I should have seen this coming in, but this was like the foundation year. It's not like a mm. setback year, but it's like you just had a lot of success and then you just had so much turnover. But the good thing is like they are playing a lot of young people a lot. And I don't know if those players are really going to go anywhere besides what you have on the offense and defensive line. So this is a really big foundation year for Baylor. And if you can prove you can win two of these last four games, like I think that's a huge step for Dave Aranda and Baylor, like, like to, to, to give hope to this team moving forward. You know, I think it was like four of the guys that had interceptions this week are like red shirt freshmen or sophomores, which is, that's good. That's like a good thing when the secondary has been kind of bad too. Um, when you put there are two words, when you put the word Dick, and then the word Reese separately. You think like, oh, one of them could be inappropriate or could be a name. The other is like one letter and apostrophe off from being the best Halloween candy that exists. But when you place Dick Reese together, you get the best freshman running back in the Big 12. Robbie Triano, Dick Reese, go. I've been amazed watching Dick Reese. You know, it's funny because when Gary Bohannon left and they they made Blake Shape in the starter, they're like, you know, our team's going to look completely different. You know, we're going to air we're going to air it out a little bit more. You know, we're going to do this different type of offense. Blake Shapen like, was oh, supposed yeah. to be Zach Wilson, remember? Yeah. Oh, we have this amazing running back. Let's just do the same thing. Let's just run the ball a lot and play really good defense. Why not? And it's working. 
And my take is like, we are all seeing what he is now, but after Bijan Robinson leaves, I think he'll go to the NFL draft. Deuce Vaughn, I don't know if he's going to leave or not. I think he might make do another year, make a bunch of NL money, and then go. But after those two leave, like this is Dick Reese's league, like a hundred percent. Like he has the juice. He plays for an offense that is tailored perfectly for him with Jeff Grimes. The, the way they run the ball, like Gabe Iker, the host of Big Twelve Today that I work with, he says that that is aesthetically pleasing, the most aesthetically pleasing offense in the whole league based on what they can do with the running game. That right there, he is set up so much. I love watching him play. I didn't think he was going to be even a factor this season. Before the no, season, I'm like, no. oh, it's Coral Williams. Ah, oh, this is Mick Williams guy. It's like, nope, here's this absolute stud. Um, he's been a pleasure to watch, and I think the league should be unnoticed if they aren't already. Belleville Brown. Belleville Brown. Guy was like a yeah, third like- string running back, and you're like, oh, you know. Hopefully, maybe maybe fourth string. Like, maybe we'll see him. Probably got some good upside. And then, bada-bing, bada-boom. He goes for 350 yards in his last two games and five touchdowns. He's like 19, too, man. Like, he could he could trick-or-treat. It like makes me feel bad about myself. The fact that I, I'm this age and I can't be that. I'm also mm-hmm. wearing a hot dog costume, and he's just, like, absolutely destroying people on the field. Right. Like, it makes me really consider my life like he wears a hot dog costume and it's like oh look at that like you know all pro athlete in hot dog costume yeah and then you wear a hot dog costume and it's like oh hey robbie you know happy yeah, happy monday like, oh, just casual monday yeah. uh hey mom least, I'm a podcaster and then yeah. she hangs up the phone. at least you're not dressed like michael jordan um which i probably will get letters about if i get fired for dressing like michael jordan today which is possible again it's 2022 anything can happen um that when would you get be something repaired. Say I'm back. I'm so back. Be- yeah, yeah you I'll can just, use- I'll go to rehab for six months. I understand yeah. being yeah. Michael Jordan was wrong, and I'm not going to do it anymore. Just play baseball. Just go ahead, play base baseball. Take a little detox, and then you'll be uh, fine. Um, I did a dream a couple nights ago that I was playing on a baseball team. I spent a lot of time on Cape Cod. So baseball is like part of my day now. Uh, speaking yeah. of things that are part of my day, Robbie, sweat block. My big sweater. Um, Robbie's still with us because we're going to do thoughts, deep thoughts with Robbie Triano. Sweat block has been good for me because I got out of my car yesterday. My, my tire popped. I ran over a nail in my driveway. It was sticking out of a board. Because when you live in a fraternity house, there are boards with nails in them in your backyard. Because why? I don't know. But I slashed the rest of my roommate's tires so that we could all get that fixed together today. It was kind of a fun bonding experience. But when I got in my car, I had a jacket on because it was like 55 degrees. And what did I realize? Now it's 78 degrees and I'm sweating profusely. Sitting in my car with a flat tire, wondering how do I change this? Because I haven't lived in Arkansas in four years and I've slept since then. Thankfully, I have donned sweat block. So I didn't sweat through my shirt completely. And I've now learned that I need to put sweat block more than just my perspiring pit areas uh sweat block is was invented by a doctor who also had sweating issues i don't have sweating issues i feel like but i did yesterday thanks to sweat block i was covered uh try sweat block save 20 percent with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com also available on amazon <clears throat> all right we got a hand raise to the hot dog in the front robbie triano yes two questions one why are you like always having car issues it feels like every day it's just like oh my car exploded oh it's in a ditch somewhere oh someone stole it now your tire's gone and two i am a sweater so i might need that like Mm. there's certain times when i sweat a lot and i'll need that for the people at home just visualize this hot dog 
sweating, rolling around on a, a 7-Eleven conveyor belt or whatever. Yeah, man, I my car, I, it just, it's constant. It's something. I hit one of my parents don't know this yet. My mom's going to listen to the episode and find out. I, I hit one of the, you know, like the stop the blocks that the parking stops. Yeah. Dude, just nailed one of those suckers, but it had a rebar sticking out of it. Just took a good little chunk off the side. Just kind of. Your just car is like the Bay Bears. Like it gets a little clunky, but you know that by the end of the season, like, oh, it's still there. It's still standing. Yeah, there's some it's wear and tear. Yeah. Right, you, you can see a dent or two in there, but it just gives you some character. It's just, it's better off now for what it was. Yeah, I ran over a nail. My tire's flat and I don't, like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know, like, do I take the tire off and bring it to a tire shop? Do you ever I? change the tire? Yeah, I've changed a couple tires in my life. Again, I grew up in Arkansas. So it's like you come, you can't leave the womb if you can't change oil, a tire, and skin a buck. It's the worst right. thing I've ever said on this podcast. Um, so I, yeah, I've just am in the process of figuring out what exactly like, oh, I have the tire now. It's off. But I take it to the tire shop. It's like, hey, tire man, a nail got in this. Can you, do, can you do something about that? How does that process work? I don't know. Uh, I've only had my tire gone once. Uh, and thankfully my dad was there and we had like this bonding moment. It's like, all right, here's the Jack. And I was like, oh. wow, here's information that I'll never use. Cause now I don't have a car. Uh, but that, that is, um, yeah, that sucks. Sorry. What do, you, what do you do without a car? You just take the tram. So I live in Washington DC for the people at home. Uh, very amazing public transportation here. I either take the, the Metro, which is like the subway or I take the bus oh, to work. Thanks uh, for explaining what a Metro right, is. To yeah. all of our Baylor fans out there, that doesn't make anybody feel stupid. Wait, is there Metro there? I mean, no, but I feel like the general Baylor, like someone with a Baylor degree, if you're like, I you oh. guys bus, not bus, uh, water taxi everywhere, like a boat, a boat, yeah. that's what it's called. Oh, uh, water taxi, yeah, or a boat, <laughs> as we know it. I, I was actually, uh, funny story, story time, this, we're getting off the rails. Uh, uh -huh. I used to coach sailing, which is very, very strange, uh, because from Michigan, live by a lake, so would sail. And then the summers, I was a sailing coach. So for every day, eight, five days a week for eight week, five days a week for eight weeks, I was on a motorboat and it was awesome. So that's how I imagine how Baylor kids get around or that's just what I see in pictures. Yeah. Baylor kids don't motorboat very much, actually. Okay. Uh, they don't really allow that on campus. Um, did you, did you, you like Lake Superior? Was that near you? Uh, that, kind of far off. I'm, I'm, so there's this lake by Detroit. It's called. Lake St. Clair. It's not one of the Great Lakes, but it's the lake I was in. Uh, it's a good but lake. Then I went to, yeah, I went to school in West Michigan uh, by Lake Michigan, and that is the coldest and the deepest lake. That one is uh, a mighty lake. Right. Uh, well, as Lake Superior goes, it's bigger than most. Um, and it never gives up her dead when the skies in November turn gloomy. You know that one? What are you talking about? Gordon Lightfoot, man. Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, what, just, what, a, what, just a classic song. Yeah, it's the greatest American ballad of all time. Uh, it's got like a cult following. I'll, I'll expose you to it. I won't. Exp I will. Ex mm, I do want to reword that. I do. I will share this song with you, uh, very consensually. <laughs> um, Robbie, Co me too. Just music. Uh, kind character of music. The college football landscape. Um, Tennessee is yeah. good now. TCU is good now. Um. Baylor, you know, not in the top 25. Oh, oh, you know what? Here's the last. I was trying to figure out what I want to ask you, because I, I like picking your brain on the weird stuff, but I'll give you a real thing. Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Um, man, that that like is just not fair to have so many quarterbacks that can do good things. Yeah. Um, 
and it's funny too because Will Howard, uh, like he's been really bad, like just straight up. Uh, his freshman year when he had to play in the COVID year, he was like showed glimpses of being good, but like he was bad. Then last year when Skylar Thompson went out, bad mm-hmm. to the point where the host of our show, Gabe Eichert, who I mentioned earlier, he was like, okay, he should just become a tight end, which is like the meanest thing you can say to a player being like, you are so bad at this. You should just do something completely different yeah. uh, because what, you're, what are you doing is not working. Uh, and then he comes in and absolutely balls out against Oklahoma state. And like, that was a, just a beatdown, like an absolute beatdown. And like Oklahoma State is really hurt in a lot of different places, but you shouldn't lose 48 to nothing. And uh, that's why, like, early in the season, I picked Kansas State to win. I'm, I'm staying true to that right now. I they really do am. look good at that whole winning thing. Yeah. Um, and like, with Adrian Martinez, like, he could do th- some things with his legs, but he could not do anything with his arm. Will Howard finally opens up that offense a little bit more, and it gives more room for Deuce Vaughn to do Deuce Vaughn things instead of everyone just like, every other defense preparing to stop the run. Uh, so I'm not saying Adrian Martinez should be benched or anything like that, but we are now seeing a different dynamic to Kansas State's offense that I think they might run with for the for the rest of the season. Yeah, Baylor gets them in two weeks. Um, not really excited for that one. I picked that as a preseason loss for the Bears. I think that's going to be a great game, though. I think Baylor's actually, like, we're seeing them being a lot feistier uh, hmm. than I thought they would be. Yeah, so, Baylor, if Baylor beats Oklahoma 6-3, and three, number 24 in the country, playing Kansas State, who will be, at that point in time, you know, borderline top 10 team. Um, right. I like that. I, I mean, college game day probably doesn't come, but the eyes of people are upon you. Big 12 is fun. Uh, speaking of fun, I, I have fun when you join the show specifically in a hot dog costume, um, yeah. from a studio today too, with like a real microphone and things. I think you were at the gym last time. Uh, was I at the gym? No, uh, maybe uh, you get up, you get up at five 30 or something, right? <laughs> Uh, no, thankfully, thankfully I have a job, uh, Sirius XM. Thankfully I have a job, but thankfully uh, Sirius XM allows me to use their studio. And uh, yeah, I'm using their microphone that I cannot afford and a mixer that I also can't afford. Mm. So that makes my life very easy. Well, I'm Michael Jordan from Sports Illustrated. That's a hot dog with relish, mustard, no ketchup, as the world should be. That hot dog doubles. He, uh, he uh Moonlights is Robbie Triano from Sirius XM, producer at Sirius XM. Follow him on uh, on Twitter, the Triano Kid. It's one of, it's one of my favorite uh, handles that exists in the world. This has been, it always will be, hopefully. We'll come back tomorrow because Dave Aranda is going to join the show. Not like with us, but we'll hear about before the Baylor-Oklahoma game. And it'll recap the Baylor game against West Virginia, Texas Tech, hopefully not West Virginia. On Locked. Thank you for making it your first listen every single day. On, I hope you had a good Halloween. Baylor. Bye.